We are back with an episode of Talking Cash. I'm Zach Hayes. Joined with me, as always, Ryan Kirsten on the microphone. Good morning, everybody. Ryan, so last week we were talking about how hard it is to actually get ahead, even with what is on paper a solid salary. So we left you guys hanging a little bit, and we were going to talk a little bit about the side hustle. So, you know, if you're looking to expand your financial bottom line, in today's economy, there might be no easier way than the, than the uh, side hustle to solidify your path to creating an empire, or at least a better way to pay the bills. There's no excuse in today's economy for you to be struggling, as far as I'm concerned. Well, yeah, I mean, it, and it, it really boils down to, uh, do you get it in you to, you know, have, put a goal in place and go after it? And what's that take? What's that look like? And uh, how hard do you have to work? Or do you want to be the person that is so distracted with all the other marketing schemes, things that people show you that you should be doing with your time so that they can make money, i.e. video games. Oh, it drives me nuts. That's amazing, by um, the way. Shopping. Um, oh, you have to buy this stuff. Going to see a, the basketball game, the football game, getting tied down with that stuff. Where you're going to be going there, you're spending money to get there, you're spending money while you're there, and you just lost out of all the opportunity costs of things you could have been done otherwise yeah. to help further yourself or make some extra bucks. Well, you know? a lot of the, yeah, I mean, a lot of the times too with those, with those, uh, you know, the, and let's be, let's be completely clear about this. You know, the side hustle has, has gained a lot of, uh, favor and relevancy, uh, with the millennial crowd. Uh, and I guess we, we do fall into that category, Ryan, we are in yeah. our mid thirties. We, uh, we are technically millennials on paper. I didn't know that. I, know. I just recently was told that I'm like, it's a little oh, scary. I, I we, made fun of millennials. Yeah. <laughs> we were dog. We're busy dogging millennials. And meanwhile, Hey, we fall right <laughs> we into that right category. In yeah. Um, but we're the responsible ones. We're the ones who, uh, who know a little bit better than the younger, uh, generation does. But at the same time, Let's be very clear about this. A side hustle is not a second job. You are not right. going and working a part-time gig. You're not, you know, um, you're not really uh, breaking it down and going to somebody else's uh, um, place of work, doing a weekend Hel- helping job, them out. helping them out. You yeah. are in control of your side hustle. And make no mistake about it, you will have to hustle. Hustle is the key word here. Yeah, exactly. I mean, those people who figure that out early, they're always got they always got something else going on peripherally. Those people, if you kind of, I mean, and and like like you said, the side hustle is not um, working a second shift or getting a second job. Um, you know, growing up, I saw my dad. He was a operating engineer, so it's a seasonal job. Winters they couldn't they couldn't operate the heavy equipment. There was all these laws against it, so they would have to go on unemployment. Well, they hated that. Those guys, the hardworking guys, they wouldn't do it. They would go chop wood. They would paint cars. They'd figure out something to make money through the winter until until uh, those laws lifted and they go back to normal. But work. it wasn't. But it wasn't really that they needed the extra money necessarily because they were collecting unemployment. It was more idle hands of the work of the devil. I mean, they they didn't want to sit around and just do nothing. They well, had to go to work. No, that they too. To go to work. That too. But uh, some of those guys would intentionally not collect. Unemployment. Oh, really? They would uh, even... uh, internal principle type thing, but also, wow. I think there was rules. If you can't, like, if you if you're making extra money on the side, you can't collect unemployment, right? But, right. Unless it's under the table or something right, like that. Right. Or... But 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 the point of that, it's not. That's not a side hustle. I mean, you're hustling. You're trying to make extra bucks. That's good. I'm not, and I'm not discounting that. But we're talking about a side hustle, man. A side hustle is sustainable. A side hustle right. reflects on the longevity you have to do something you love to do that actually makes you some money. Yeah, it almost it's it's like almost like starting your business. And I I've I've kind of always said in in today's economy and the world we live in, 
and the access to technology, literally anybody with an internet connection can be an entrepreneur. I mean, there, these, these opportunities are endless, but you know, let's really break it down. So you might be asking yourself, Zach and Ryan, what is a side hustle? Wasn't that a rap movie starring, <laughs> starring Terrence Howard um, and no. ATL's very own Ludacris? I mean, that sounds, that sounds familiar. Close, but not quite. We're talking about, we're not talking about the cinematic masterpiece that was Hustle and Flow. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the work you do on your free time to earn additional wages beyond your paycheck. That paycheck that's just not cutting it. As we found out last week, you guys, a $50,000 a year salary ain't shit when you got real bills to pay. So you're going to have to do something to supplement that. So don't confuse this with a side job. You know, when you're doing the, the, the side hustle, you are completely in the driver's seat. So remember that, you know, think of it as starting your own business, but instead of what was traditionally needed, like a storefront, employees, inventory, um, all of that can be established with simply an iPhone, a Wi-Fi connection, and a basic understanding of all available social media platforms. And, and Zach, I think that's where our millennial counterparts have really excelled. Oh, beyond what I'm capable of. I mean, I right. see what these kids are doing, and I am beyond impressed. Like they, uh, are you familiar with TikTok? No. Apparently, that's a thing now. That's the next <laughs> social media wave, and 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 uh, companies are starting to learn how to use that. I just saw Barstool Sports was posting on TikTok. What was once thought of as a as a Gen Z kind of app is being now brought on. It's like it's like anything else. We the older generation's going to ruin the uh, social media platforms for everybody. <laughs> Facebook is ruined by the boomers. Yeah, it is. They just want to post pictures of their uh, their dinners or, you know, talk about what they're doing at that night with their wife like uh, or the, having a glass of wine watching Jeopardy or Who the cares? latest or the latest batch of fake news coming out of right. uh, DC. Right, right. Um, you know, too, I just was was thinking, um, how do you find a hustle? What do you look for? And I, I just kind of I, I kind of go back to the side hustle has to be sustainable. Side hustle has to be something you can do. Um, and also just something you can do that you like and then you can continue to build on. And you can and it's you. It's built on you. It's built on your effort, your your sweat and blood. Um, and, and your, your extra passion. time and your, your passion. passion. Yeah. Because that's, you know, like we're kind of doing that right now, Ryan. Yeah. I mean, we are, this, this podcast is not just for our own health. I love talking to you. It's fun, but eventually we're going to find a way to monetize it. And eventually we're going to use this as a platform for some of the other things that we offer through our other businesses. So we're utilizing our skills are what we have access and, and and what we have available to us to create something from this through our blogs that we post and from the people that were uh, that are tuning into the Talking Cash radio show. These are just things that um, we you couldn't have done this 15, 20 years ago. No. Wouldn't have been feasible. So let me let me just validate that the side hustle is real. If you look around, um, I see a lot of these, um, there's, there's companies out there who see these people who have a side hustle and they're trying to capitalize on it by giving them a, here is a store-bought uh, turnkey package uh, side hustle that you can just buy and buy into and start. Oh, really? Yeah. There's these things, um, like I see it a lot for, for women. <laughs> Um, they 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 buy into this clothing line and they uh, need okay. to they yep. like okay this is what you do we'll give you this clothing line you set up meetings um a Tupperware uh, Mary Kay the it's makeup the original yeah it's the original yeah, side like, hustle I hey mean, listen here's the package this is what you do go do it and those, make the most those are dangerous though 
well, those they are, are dangerous but not because really a side hustle because you're furthering the propaganda and the agenda of yes. these companies who figured out, hey, listen, there's some people out you're there right. that are just wired and are we're going to be successful if they do this. There's a lot of people that are not. But we're going to develop this package we give them, and we don't care if 80% fail. Those 20% that succeed are going to float this. And they're making money off someone else's, uh, their efforts or their energy, their motivation for a side hustle. So when when I'm talking about sustainable, it's something that, and you said the word passion, it's something you have passion for, something that you can grow and you can control. And I think you mentioned it too. You're in the driver's seat, man. That's you don't huge. answer to a higher That's power. Huge. You already have that at your nine to five. If you're yeah. doing a side hustle, we are under the impression that you have a nine to five and you are bringing home some sort of steady paycheck. Right. And this is something that you're doing after hours or on the weekend or, you know, even on your lunch break. You know, there's so much you can do now. Um, you know, so let's just kind of break down a few of the, you know, uh, most popular side hustles that we're on that are out there right now. You've got drop shipping, you've got freelancing, you've got influencer marketing, turnkey businesses that are out there. You know, you're talking your your quarter car washes, your vending machines, um, some of those more brick and mortar items. Uh, investing in rental properties, which has really become more accessible uh, with uh, Airbnb and places like that that allow you to you know, really get it out there and, and list your place for the weekend. Um, I mean, that, that's been real huge. quick. That's, that's taken off to another level. I mean, people are more excited, especially people that want to spend a little more, having a little more vacation. Yeah. They spend more on a, a, R, what is it? A, Airbnb. Airbnb. Yeah. There's another one out there that's similar to that. Yeah. It's uh, whatever it is, but the same concept. There are people who they look forward to that over a hotel. They find that experience, which um, customer experience is what they're projecting is way more important than price, but they have that. And, and people look forward to doing that over the hotel, the holiday inn, well, the, Ryan, whatever. So if I'm going, if I've got the family with me, I've got the wife, the two kids, do I want to stay in a hotel room with a, a stuffy hotel room that we're all like, you know, confined into one small area? I don't care how nice the room is. I don't care how big it is. It doesn't compare to being able to go and basically have my own kitchen and have right. my own, you know, two bathrooms well, that's and maybe exactly lake right. access. You know, you're you're especially in Michigan where you're talking all these lakes and up mm-hmm. north, everybody's got a cabin. You can pay off your cabin ten times over just by renting it out. Yeah, you're playing the the rental game, but it's that's one of those where that's got to be for the specific investor. That's got to be for somebody who maybe has a little bit more right. established yeah. where they can invest in a property. But you know what? If I'm a if I'm a side hustler, I'm saying, hey, my mom and dad got a place up north. I'm going to partner with them. And maybe I'm going to say, hey, let's go and get something set up so that we can you know, work on this together. I'm going to manage these properties. I'm going to work on it for you. And I'm going to start a little side hustle. Yeah. I'll give you a percentage. I'll make sure it's all cleaned up. And but listen, that's, when that's we're not renting it out, we'll go up there together, have yes. a little family vacation. Those, I mean, people, those are the things that d- didn't exist 20 years ago. You right. couldn't do that. People go crazy for these things. Like, oh, yeah, yeah we can just, we can, well, yeah, they, have, they have the full operating kitchen. So we go and we go grocery shopping and then we save t- hundreds of dollars on dinners because we're not going out to eat. Yeah. We're making a nice dinner at home. People justify these things, but I mean, it's huge. So I'm, I just want to touch on that. That That's that is that's big right now. That's huge. That's, that's, a, that's an opportunity calling because even if I'm, even if I am, no, no access to money, no access to these properties. I'm going to say, I'm going to start a little business where I'm going to take, I'm going to go up North to a place that I know is a popular area like Traverse city. I'm going to convert these people to Airbnb. I'm going to say, 
you can make all this money. All I want is a finder's fee. You help them put it online. There's a, right. there's, let's be honest. These people who do own the properties and who have that disposable income, they're going to be older. They might not be as familiar with. They, that might scare them. Mm-hmm. Letting somebody rent it out a house online? No, no, I don't want that. No, we're going to tell you how to do it. And you have your. You just created a new industry for getting people who have the available properties Man. online. Trademark but that. The, you know, Trademark that. You know, that's that. See, see, this is what happens. You start talking yeah. about these things, and ideas start to form. But well, plus, you know, some people just like those people don't have time. They're busy right. business people in Chicago that have this beautiful place on the lake. Like I don't have time to list that on Airbnb. So this maybe is a little off topic, broker, but, but yeah. I always wonder <clears throat> what's going to happen to all the when when we talk about. You know, the younger generations, millennials, we're not saving. We don't have money for retirement. When all of these places up north are at the point where they, they exchange hands, there's not going to be as many people who are trying to keep that in the family because they can't afford the upkeep and the maintenance and the property taxes. Even if that's paid off, for them to go pay three or $4,000 a year in property taxes for a place that they only use a handful of times, it's not worth it in the long run. I wonder what's going to happen to those that kind of surplus of up north homes and second homes once the boomers die off. I mean, when that we're talking 30, 40 years down the road, but these are realistic things to th- to consider. Well, I mean, there's everyone's talking about this market correction that's coming on the pipeline. That happens again. Well, you know, what happens to those baby boomers who are still taking care of their parents and their children? I mean, sure. uh, it's one less expense. Let's, yeah. you know, off that maybe. Who well, knows? I mean, the there's, there's opportunity there for but sure, Zach. I, I digress. Um, you know, you also have your day trading, which I, I kind of looked at before and it made me so nervous and I just got like overwhelmed and I got scared off because yeah. the, the, the market is, if you don't know what you're doing, it's very hard to learn. And I was, I was playing with a little more money than I should have been. And <laughs> at first it was great. I was up a, a couple grand and then, uh, out of nowhere, it just tanked and I lost that a thousand a overnight. Yeah. So the, the way I look at day trading, like, cause I'm, that's not my thing either. It's like, it's like uh, gambling. It's like going to the casino. I don't, I'm not yeah, comfortable yeah, at the casino. You're, you're, sure. Uh, there's there's uh, friends of mine that are very, very comfortable. I'll enjoy they it, love it, but I kiss that money goodbye. I right. Mean, I they, but there's, they do really, really well day trading. It's just not my, not my shtick, man. I, I, don't, I don't like it, but- but um, it's out there. It's, it's it is an there. option, and there are people making making money off that. And this kind of this kind of boils into the next one, you know, content creation. With you know, obviously, talking well, cash right now. We're, right now, we're we're doing a uh, some content creation. There's blogs, there's YouTube's, and of course, the podcast. I mean, the podcast. I really think that even though the podcast market is becoming saturated right now big companies are finally starting to catch on that these are relevant ways of communicating to an audience and it is going to surpass you know what is out there for the regular radio what's out there for you know even like newspapers ebooks newspapers anyway. i mean yeah. there's I, there's just something about being able to put on your favorite podcast and just let it ride while you're driving to work, while you're working out, while you're, I do it. I got one earbud in and one earbud out when yeah. I'm taking care of the kids uh, on that, the weekend. That's what I was doing on the way here this morning. Yeah. But also just think about this. I talk to, talk to your younger brother. I talked to my, my younger brother. He's, he's 30, early thirties. I avoid he's like, talking to my brothers as much as possible. I met your I mean, brother. Yeah. You don't blame me. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame it. Um, but they, they get their content. They get their news from yeah. Facebook, uh, social media. I mean, yeah. that's just how they do it. And that's he's no different too. than than many others. Yeah. So 
Um, how, why, why did they do that? Cause it's easy. It's convenient. It fits really nicely in between their connecting with their friends, seeing what yeah. their friends are doing. Um, I mean, that's, that's another genius thing, but, um, they're not really sifting through newspapers. They're no. not looking at, um, journals. They're, they're, they're not. A majority of people are looking at content online. That's easy sure. to get to, and it grabs their attention, right? which is a bad, it's a dangerous thing. But if you're with well, this content creation thing, People are out there. They're looking for those things. And they're not um, necessarily, you know, your college professor or a trained professional. If they see something that grabs their eyes, they're going to look at it. So your content is definitely, if you, if you go down that road, your content is definitely going to get uh, taken on by somebody. Somebody wants to digest that. Somebody oh, yeah. wants that. Well, there, there's a, uh, you know, we'll get into this uh, guy in a little bit here because he is kind of considered the king of the side hustle. But Gary V, I mean, I read a book um, called crushing it. And he talked about this guy who was taking a, an exam for his, it was like for his certification for some sort of architecture or building master, uh, test that he had to take. And it was such a small segment that, um, took this test, but just based on his knowledge and having to take the test and study for it, he saw what, was an empty spot in the market because nobody was making learning tutorials for this. So he actually wrote, really wrote the book on uh, how to study for this test and how to prepare for it and the information that needed to be there. And that ended up being his side hustle. There are people who are, if you were in early on the podcasting thing, you know, 10 years ago, you really did not have to fight for space. Um, And the people who were there in the beginning, you know, Entrepreneurs on Fire. That's a great podcast where they interview entrepreneurs. And this guy's he's he's raking in hundred grand a month, you know, just based off advertising and you know getting the word out there. Man. He decided he was going to do a show every single day. They said, "Well, you don't need that much content. You don't need to do that. Yeah, do it. Do it every other day." He said, "No, I am doing it every day." Man, that's so awesome. not only did he get better at it, we always talk about the Malcolm Gladwell ten thousand hour thing. Not only did he get better at it. He was creating content daily for a, 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 an audience that wanted it. I see so often, and I've been, a, uh, I've been guilty of this myself in the past, but we see so often when people are sitting there and they're, they might put out three podcasts and then they stop and then they don't come back to it for another month or so. You can't do that. No, you know, Your audience no wants something consistent. You know, this is, if you're going to create content, you go all in on it, you know, and this is kind of, you know, Hobby 2.0 is, is kind of how I always refer to it because these are things that you just have to, um, you want to know about, but you have some sort of background and you it all kind of comes together. You know what I mean? Well, and, and it also links very, like you said, the word passion. I can't keep, I can't get away from that. I love this. I yeah, mean, this I is mean, fun. You do we, what you love and it just comes naturally and it, and, it, and it provides that consistency of that content as long as you're driven enough to make sure you're doing it. You know, you my man, Grant Cardone. You yes, know, sir. Super, 10X. super 10X. 10X. His thing, I, you know, a lot Uncle, of his Uncle stuff. Uncle Grant. Yeah, Uncle Grant. A lot of his stuff is just like, if you really boil it down, I read a lot of his books. I looked, I listened to his th- stuff. He's like a hype man. He's the yeah. ultimate hype man. Yeah. In my opinion, and this is just my sole opinion, he doesn't. There's not a lot of X's and O's in his content, but shoot, it just tells you to go out there and work your ass just off. Do and stay it. Focus. Just do it. And whatever the guy next to you is doing, do that ten times. 
more. Well, and see, we all have excuses. I mean, there are so many times where it's like, you know, and, e- and even like prepping for this podcast, like I sat down on Sunday, what is supposed to be family time. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to sit down. I'm going to write this outline. So we have something to go off of, because if I don't do it, I'm never going to get around to it. And I, I tell my wife, I said, give me an hour. Just give me an hour. That's an hour of time that I just need away from the kids. I need to be honed in on this and I need to get it done. There's times where you are, after the kids go to bed, you just got to roll up your sleeves because most people don't want to do that. They want to sit down. They want to watch Monday night football. They want to get into this routine. But if your mind's not constantly going and constantly moving, then you're not going to be successful long-term because it takes that much to get ahead. I'm sorry. We're not all trust fund babies here who can just be, you know, mom and dad can write a check when we feel like getting into some sort of new business venture. I live and die off of what I put in with my own blood, sweat, and tears. You know what I mean? It's it's that's how it, that's just how it's always been, right? I mean, it's learning the the game you are in, maximizing that to take the full potential, full opportunity, and, and getting the most out of that. But also, I mean, like for me, what I just described is my insurance gig. Like I have an insurance business. Yeah, you know, I bought I bought the Formula LLC, bought the property. From another one LLC, start. Yeah, you actually business. bought an existing State right. Farm um, property. Uh, property, yeah, right, yeah. Right, and, and I probably paid way too much for it, but I saw like there was some goodwill in there, and there was some synergy in just having the old office, and it was a great space source opportunity for uh, expansion and maybe base. doing something else there too. Yep. So I saw that. So I mean, that was a little bit of a risk that I took, but no doubt, um, the insurance game. Like I, I know that game, and I have to, I have to figure out every day to make sure I'm, I'm t- pulling the levers to get the most out of that. Okay, but for example, like that's that's my game. That's my that's my. I'll, I'll call it the nine to five. It is, yeah, it's your nine to five. But, but outside of that, uh, my wife and I decided to to buy that property, do some stuff with property. That's a, that's a little bit of a side hustle, um, and then for me. In the insurance game, I've really excelled at teaching people how to look at money, how to look at uh, you know the impact of taxation and retirement income. You've got, you've got a guy right here. I mean, me, yeah. you you really you know nailed that in when you and I first started talking about this. It's like okay, he's trying to sell me a policy, whatever. I get it. Not not at any point did anybody else who I've ever come across say, "I'm not going to try to sell you." Go read these books. Here's it. I'm going to give you these books because they can explain it better than I can. And you are the facilitator, but you rely on experts in the industry to paint the picture for you. Yeah, not and not insurance people, right? CPAs, CPAs, which is accounting people, tax that's people. Huge. These are people who know the game, and I mean, you you have me sold from the the, the get go, and it just shows that's to your credit what you are capable of that most well, insurance I saw, agents I, wouldn't. Yeah, and I saw opportunities like, oh man, this is huge. And what separates me from the guy down the street? Well, you know, our ins- the car insurance prices are the car insurance prices. Yeah, that conversation that. is, yeah, it's the conversation that you have around that is the is the the game changer. But also, nobody's talking about this tax piece, and there's all these other things. But anyway, so the side hustle I'm trying to get to is not a lot of other insurance agents are doing that. So I'm trying to talk about this in a way where I set myself up. I can be a speaker. I can be a trainer. Where I tell other professionals, this is how you do this. This right. is how you become successful in this, this, with this product or this, uh, this theory. Um, and uh, like uh, I, I've been on multiple calls where I'm training other people, talking about the concepts I've been successful with, and I'm, I'm turning that into my side hustle where instead of uh, you know, just doing the insurance gig, 
in the property management thing, I also have something where I go and I do, I, I talk or I speak or I train people and they pay me for it. And that, um, you know, I figured out a way to kind of feather that in with my nine to five because it's so related, but it's just a, a little offshoot of that. I'm trying to make that my side hustle. Well, talk about, talk yeah. about time and money. I mean, that's, you, you know, you're valuing your time and, and you have nothing else but that to put into it. I mean, you're just strictly saying, I will show up at this event and this is what my worth is. You, you, you nailed it because you don't have any other, you don't have any other person who is, who you're relying on. You don't have any sort of inventory. You don't even need, you don't even need an internet connection for that. But I really see what we're doing here tied into what, you know, you're talking about with your, um, uh, you know, with your side hustle, doing the public speaking, I mean, these are all related things. And what we're doing here is building on that, you know, and, and, and that's, that's the funny thing about it too, because everybody thinks it has to be so, uh, so precise. Like if you are, if you're talking about hobby 2.0 and you're saying, I want to, uh, I like craft beer or I like whiskey, I want to go and you don't have to like have your own craft beer and start a brewery from the ground up or start a distillery from the ground up. You can, you can start creating content for those who are interested in similar things to you. So you can go out, go call up your local craft brewery and say, Hey, can I do a, can I, can I do a quick little walkthrough? Can I talk to you a little bit about what you do and start creating that content, blogging about it, making a little YouTube video? And now all of a sudden, you can start asking for sponsorships. We started uh, not this podcast, but I had another podcast I was doing for um, the local local sports. You would think that's such a small market. Why bother talking about it? Well, from we started that in August, and we were able by the end of the this season, year, this year, August of this year. And by October, we were able to monetize it. Now, it wasn't a huge amount, but it covered some of the initial setups. It got us going, and it's more than uh, I think most people would uh, hope to achieve in such a short amount of time. And we set ourselves up for the long term. So that's where we're, we're going with all this. You start connecting the dots. I've always been an entrepreneur. I've always been somebody who wanted to control my own destiny and- being in the driver's seat is the most important thing about it. Stop making excuses. You know, right. I mean, there's ways to get there. Don't let the world put limitations on what you want to do because so many people have an excuse. Like, I can't do this because of this. I can't do this because of this. The people who excel in whatever they do, whether you're a professional athlete or whether you're a, a professional, a successful business person or the best crocheter around. I'm, I'm talking anything. Oh, you're talking about uh, Gertrude Chandler, the, the world's, be- <laughs> world's best crocheter? Three-time gold star champion. Hello. Uh, <laughs> she doesn't say, I, I can't do this because of this. They say, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it the best I can. They just... They find a way. Stop putting limitations. You need to participate in your success, and that means having the right attitude and stop looking at all the roadblocks and see where you want to go and just do it. Get over those roads. Get over those blocks. What do you think is the scariest part about it for most people? Because it's really not, you can do this for a fairly low cost of entry. So it's really not the, it's not, you can't sit back and say, I I don't honestly, is it just the fear of doing it to begin with or that they're not going to be successful? It's the fear of losing. It's the fear of failing. And I, I gotta, I, I gotta say, I go back. I mean, this is where you need to read. You need to, you need to read yourself. You need to look at where, whatever you're into. Find information about that. Talk to people who do it. 
because the yeah. fear of failure is really you're you're not educated enough to know like all these people who you look up to and that would say whatever they failed so many times before they got where they are so many times. i mean it's, it's stupid but i go back to the thomas edison thing how many light bulbs he made that failed before he sure. got the one there was a bazillion yeah. or whatever but i mean that's how it is in business too that's how it is in whatever you want to go i mean there's nobody that wakes up and are just the stud at what they do it's it's you Speak have to for yourself. <laughs> okay. Oh, you're right. Seriously. But I mean, you got to put the sweat in. you got to fail a few times. Failure is the best teacher. I, I, I do not, I am not afraid of failure. No, the not. same. And, and I, I will, I'm not afraid to say that I have failed plenty of times. I've had many ventures that have gone down the wrong path and I didn't, but I learned from them. I realized what I wasn't looking for before. I realized that, I ignored uh, uh, signals that might have uh, been indicators that this was not going to be successful so that I can watch out for them next time. I think the the people who are successful, um, aside from just being able to suck it up and get started, it's a matter of being consistent. It's a matter of doing it repeatedly. If you don't have consistency, I'm sorry, you don't have a side hustle. No, it's just a uh, fact of the matter. You I, can't, I would say you don't, you have, do it don't have any motivation to to do what you want to do. Um, I'll just say this: you're a pussy. You need to get. You need to get. Ooh, hashtag real talk. You need to get off. You need to like put that's those fears Grant, aside. That's that inner Grant Cardone yeah, you coming out right now. You need to take the step to your dreams. You need to participate in your success. Nobody else will do it for you. Um, and I say that uh, because I, maybe I'm a little jaded. So many people think they're worth whatever, or they, uh, uh, so many the people entitlement. Think this, but the, listen, no, those guys who make it don't think like that. They go after what they want, and they don't know what that's worth, but they know that's what they want. And yeah, it, it monetizes itself. Um, obviously, that's not that's not always going to work. But I mean, you if you don't ever try, you don't ever go for it, and you don't ever get through a couple failures, how are you going to be successful? I mean, well, how are you going to get what you want? Well, what would you, if you had to recommend, if somebody who is listening right now and they just want to get their toes wet, they're just a little curious. I, I, I know I want to do a side hustle. I know I like, you know, I've got a few hobbies. There's things I could do, but like, I don't know what the best platform is to start out with. Like, what would you recommend to somebody? I would just say, look at what you're good at. I mean, there's so you, you, however you grew up, I mean, there's things that in your, in your, uh, past that you were good at talking to people, um, you know, taking care of people. I mean, that's a, there's a side hustle on that. Um, being friendly, being nice and friendly, um, which you just should be anyway. But, um, uh, there's, there's a side hustle on that. Look at what you're good at. Look what you're naturally good at and look what you like to do. I mean, if there's something you'd like to do, see how you can do that. And, 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 and really explore that thing that you excel at, you're passionate about. And I'm, I'm look at that and find a way to kind of, I guess, monetize it yourself, but also try to help somebody with that. There's other people like, say you're a good golfer, maybe look at helping people with golf. I don't know, but I'm just trying to say whatever you're good at, kind of look at expanding that. My thing is I'm good at talking to people. I like being around people. I like, to, I like sharing information. Sure. You like getting the word out. Getting the word out. And, but so, but my side hustle derived from my, uh, necessity to provide an income to my family. Sure, okay? of course. So I have to look for an opportunity uh, that that was the insurance gig to get into something that I could provide income and help my family. Well, my side hustle um, kind of derived from my 
um, just inherent ability to, uh, to be around people. I like talking to people. I like asking them questions about themselves. I like learning about them. I like I like knowing what they're doing. So I turn that into a side hustle from a derivative of what I do professionally. Sure, of course. So I mean, you could look at it like that, but everybody's naturally good at something. Those people that aren't. I'm sorry, man. I can't help you. If you don't, <laughs> well, know what if you that don't is, see it in yourself, how can right. anybody else see it in you? Yeah. Don't 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 play that confidence game. Don't play the game where oh oh, oh shucks, I'm just not good at well, anything. I'm telling you, so many people like out. that. Listen, we're not your mom. We can't get you out of bed and dress you for the yeah. work day. You got to do that yourself. Man, man up. There is a, there is an element. That's why or a woman up. That's why that that's why that message that uh, uh, you know guys like Grant Cardone and guys like Gary V put out there is so important because they are just saying guys. There's no excuse. You can be, I was, I was there. Like, there's no reason why you can't turn it on. And I, I, it's a hundred percent true because if you're sitting back and I, I, I know personally, if I dedicated an extra hour a day, every day to, you know, expanding on what we're doing here from a content creation standpoint, I know for, no doubt we would be uh, uh, ahead of the game. There's yeah. only so many hours in the day, but I'm right. not sitting back and saying, well, we're just not getting any traction. No. no, it's because I know I'm, I could potentially be putting more time in than, um, than I am right now. So it's, I know I am in the driver's seat and you control that. So don't, don't get discouraged either because these things take time. Right. This isn't going to be an and overnight you, you, success. You, and this will humble you too. Be, I mean, even the book from, I, I keep mentioning Grant Cardone because he's so cocky. He's so motivated. But I, I mean, I love that about him. But even in one of his books, he was like, you know, he did this one business and his brother or a business partner called him and said, what are you doing? You're just sitting at some point in his life and career. You're just sitting. You need to go out and do something. He was like, oh yeah, I'm not, I'm just waiting for people to call me. I need to go <laughs> talk to them. Right. You know, I have this ability to talk to people and do things. I need to go share that. I need to go do that. Well, this, that for, to, to your, to the listeners, you need to go do something. I don't know what your niche is. I don't know what your strength is, but you maybe, you maybe don't know either, but you need to go try something. Well, I think the most important thing about that too is, you know, doing it, uh, you know, doing it consciously so that you know you're filling some sort of gap in the market. Look to find what nobody else is doing. If, I, if I'm saying, you know, right. I, I look at something and I, th- I, I say, well, okay, but, we're, we're coming up on the holidays and, you know, I know there's people who uh, want something and maybe I'm good at baking. I'm going to say, I'm going to focus strictly on gingerbread houses. I'm going to advertise that I'm making gingerbread houses because nobody else is saying, they might say that they're, they're doing, you know, custom cakes or, you know, any sort of cookies or this and that, but I'm going to say I'm only focused on gingerbread houses. That means anybody looking for a gingerbread house is going to you because you are you are setting yourself up to be the expert and the uh, the gold standard of gingerbread house making. That's just one example. It works for anything. Yeah, and, and listen, we're not saying you're going to go on Shark Tank with your idea. No, and these get aren't investors. Yeah, yeah. But what we're saying is there is such a need out there in your market, your local market, your your maybe geographical market for somebody to to fill a need for other people that there, there is opportunity out there for a side hustle. You just got to find it and, and find out how you can apply it and scale it. And then once you do that, the money comes. But it's also like the, I can't even explain the feeling you get 
when you're doing something you like and somebody wants it and then you're in demand, it is out of this world. It is. It's a special feeling. It's better than the, it's better than coming down the uh, the stairs Christmas morning and opening right. up those gifts. I oh, mean, it's man. A, because you did it on the back of your own hard work. Right. And you know, there's there's this whole um, aspect of life where you know we all it used to be like find what you're good at. You know, go get a job and it wasn't even that. Find a nine to five that pays a lot of money, takes care of benefits, and you can retire well, from think, and get a pension. That's I think what it used that, to be. Well, I think there's that old <laughs> adage of yeah. you know, find you know, find something you a job you love or are passionate about, and you'll never work a day in your life. Well, yeah. that doesn't happen anymore because we need to just go and push paper and make a paycheck and pay the bills. But the side hustle allows you to do something you're passionate yeah, about. Passion. Anybody who's out there, you know, and I, I hate the word hobby because, you know, even, uh, our buddy, Mike, we've always said, we don't have hobbies. We just have side businesses. We just create side game yeah, gigs you, you to make money. You guys have entrepreneurial, like, Blood DNA. Flowing through, yeah. It's crazy. You guys are next level stuff, but I mean, but- not to say that cannot be applied at a lower someone that's like doesn't have the experience. I mean, you guys did it yourselves. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's it possible. But I guess my point in saying that is, a hobby is for people who are bored, and if oh, you're not yeah. making money, and if you that's are not the in the position in, that you want to be in in life. Yeah. You your hobby is a waste of time because you can take that hobby. And you can make something spectacular from it. And I'm not saying that, like you said, you mentioned Shark Tank earlier. Mm-hmm. I can't say that every everything's going to turn into some empire that you are yeah. running from the, the CEO desk. But you know what? If all of a sudden, all you want out of life is you know $4,000 a month coming in, that's not unrealistic to be able to get to just off a side hustle. And maybe you say, you know what? I'm quitting the rat race. I'm not going to be, um, I'm not going to be tied to, uh, a desk. I'm not going to be tied to somebody else's idea of how much I should be working. And you create your own future. And we don't see that a lot right now because we simply cannot do it. The average Mm -hmm. person just cannot do it. And it's very hard to start from scratch without making any real progress. And without, we're all, Hey, kick your butt out of the house. You got to get going. You got to figure out what you want to do in life and you got to start providing for yourselves. Cause guess what? Mom and dad got to keep, take care of themselves. Yeah. You cannot be, man, you make me want to say like, like those people, like, uh, Hey, millennial, my, my, my millennial, uh, counterparts don't go to college and say, oh, I'm just trying to figure out what I want to do. No, just do something. So people that are not going to college, like we talked about that last, last time, Figure out something. Just do something. You don't know all the possibilities and the opportunities in this world, but if you do something, it's going to lead you down a path. Those people who are motivated, those people who, who figure out how to execute and, and do, do something, whatever, that necessity is there to provide a paycheck, to, do, to pay the bills, to move ahead in life, you will find a path. So what we're trying to tell you on this, on this, uh, on this podcast is, hey, listen, do that, but also you know, there are more avenues off of what you're doing. And those, those little avenues, those derivatives of what you're doing, if you can kind of f- exploit some type of uh, opportunity in there, that could be your side hustle. It could be very, very simple. For me, it's the talking, talking to, I'm an insurance agent, talking to other agents. 
That's a side hustle. That's so simple. Well, and you're learning in the process. I right. mean, these are things you guys don't understand. Like the more you do it, the more you are educated about a subject. So you are just making yourself an expert. That is what's great about this. It's not just like, oh, I read a book and I'm going to, you know, try to, you know, absorb as much information as possible. No, man. You are talking to other people who have experiences beyond what you have. I don't survive based off of, uh, you know, just what I know in my own head. You know, there, there are so many opportunities here, but, you know, there is the, the king of the side hustle. I would be doing you guys a disservice yeah, if I didn't talk about Mr. Gary Vanderchuk, the king of the side hustle. The dude brought back the trading card industry. The trading card industry was dead, and the guy reinvented it. This guy, I don't know if you are you familiar with him. I don't know him. I mean, you've mentioned him to me dude, before, but I don't know him. In he kind of, when we were first starting to get the podcast going, because you know we have multiple. I have multiple podcasts. I'm doing about three or four a week, and you know when we were really beefing up our social media presence for the existing print company. Uh, I read this book. It was actually uh, recommended to me by a, uh, by, a, by a client, and I had no idea who Gary Vanderchuk was, Gary V. So he's kind of like your Grant Cardone, but the dude started off by just like, he would go to a garage sale and buy stacks of DVDs or VHS tapes or old Matchbox cars, and he would just flip them. He was flipping this stuff on the side. That's how he, you know, that's how he made his, his money. And while he was doing that, though, he was focused on not only am I going to do this, but I'm going to highlight it on social media and I'm going to bring this content to the, uh, to my followers. And he started to gain followers and he started to build a whole, uh, media empire from just these little videos of, I'm going to a garage sale. I'm going to flip these uh, these wrestling toys. I'm going to sell them on eBay. And the dude was crushing it. And that is the name of his book, Crushing It, Crush It and Crushing It. Yeah, I remember um, you telling me about this, and I, I, I almost... I- I had the book in my cart. I didn't buy it on Amazon, but now I'm like, oh, dude, he's, the heck, he's amazing. And, and you know what? But it's that the message seems so uh, redundant and just obvious, but we're not doing it. It's the never stop hustling. It's the always be talking about it. There is not a minute that goes by. This guy's dream is to own the New York Jets. And I'm telling you right now, he will not quit until he owns the New York Jets. Um, but it's just really, when you read these books, you hear the different stories from other entrepreneurs that have taken what Gary V says and have implemented that into their side hustles and have really made a name for themselves. These are people who found what they were good at, found the platform that they were able to master. Because like he says, I don't care what platform you're on, you're posting everything and you're just figuring out what's going to work. And if you keep posting on it, you will eventually gain an audience. It's, it's inevitable. I went from, you know, Twitter can be frustrating. That's a platform I like the most, but you know, I started out with, uh, you know, and this is, these are extremely low numbers. So I'm not saying by any means 
I, I, you know, I doubled my followers from, you know, 50 to a hundred in a matter of a couple of weeks, just by constantly sharing information yeah. and really just hammering it home because it will take time. You know, I've only been doing that for two or three months, you know, give it a year and then see where you're at, but don't stop. Don't let that or, kind of or stuff. Don't say you. give it a year, give it an extra hour a day. Yeah. Right. You no, know, that's right. where it adds up. Um, and, and just like any side hustle, it's like, listen, you're not going to, you're not going to make it happen sitting on the bench. You have to be involved. You have to participate in that success, and that takes time. That takes your effort. So I guess, um, you know, let's, let's break it down by the sure. numbers. You know, how, how, does this, how does this look monetized? Sure. What, do, you know? what can you expect? What can the average person expect if they're going to start that side hustle? What, what dictates a good return on your investment uh, even when you're just starting out, you know? I think it's really something where if, if you do it correctly, it can it can turn into something major. And really, the only investment you have is your time. So, I mean, if you really break it down, uh, side hustlers are made up of roughly 43% of full-time workers and 51% of part-time workers. And I guess that other fill-in-the-blank, that other 6% might just be people who are completely out of work or only focus on the side hustle as their their their, their main job. But- Median amount of take home is about 200 bucks a month for millennials. And that seems like not a whole lot when we're talking 200 bucks a month, but 200 bucks. That could be a car payment. That could be insurance. Not only that, it can be an investment. If you're taking that in all of a sudden, if I, if I said, I don't have money to invest in my retirement account, I've got nothing for an IRA. I've Mm. got nothing for uh, planning for the future. But then I say, wait a second, I just started making 200 bucks a month by selling my freelance, uh, photography, or I made 200 bucks a month by drop shipping product, uh, from Amazon. You know what? I'm going to take that 200 bucks a month and I'm going to put it into, I'm going to start a Roth IRA. And all of a sudden that 200 bucks a month increases in value over time because you're investing it and you're strategizing. So I think that's the biggest thing. And and the reason why we brought up the side hustle wasn't necessarily because, hey guys, go out and earn an extra buck or two. It's we're trying to make sure that our listeners and the people we talk to in the future generations are inclined to invest and save and be comfortable for what's ahead. And this is the opportunity to get ahead. And that 200 bucks a month is money that you wouldn't have otherwise invested. And now if you're putting it into the right place, you are going to be ahead of your, uh, your fellow millennial counterpart. The guy, you and, you and your buddy are working next to each other in the same cubicle. Guess what? He's not doing a side hustle. You are. Yeah, he's going to the bar at night. Yeah. He's going out to dinner and he's going to play video games. You're going to the gym. All <laughs> of a sudden, for health. I'm you're looking at it that. and you're saying, okay, after, after maybe, you know, 20 years, you've got a few hundred thousand dollars saved up because you've seen growth from your, your account. I mean, those are amazing I, things to, to, to look at and see that pays for itself. Zach, I just can't help, but like, think about this, what you're talking about. I'm just like, man, so many people, I, I know so many people who are struggling to meet their bills every month, struggling. And I'm wondering what they're doing with their spare time. And just, just for a, a, just a example, and this might be extreme, but in the morning I, where I, before I go to work, um, not on these days, but on, on normal days, I, I'll stop at a gas station. I, I try to stop in my little town um, to see everybody. Like that's just part of my, my thing. It's your routine. It's my routine. 
um, for all sorts of reasons. But like the one of them is a gas station. I stop in, say hi to everybody, and I see these guys who um, they buy a pack of cigarettes, a coffee. Uh, or a energy drink, Monster. Oh, the Monster! The guy, yeah. the, the guys who are who come in with the the hood up in the morning. They've got a stack of the big monsters yeah. just piled on top of each other, and yep. they're getting ready for their work day. And it just. And I think these guys. I mean, I'll, I'll just say the the guy I, I'm talking about specifically. Their I name think is he Kyle. Does, <laughs> <laughs> he, I think he's got like a, like his job's labor intensive. Man, he's going to go bust his sure. butt, bust his tail to do his job. Um, so it appears, but it's like, okay, you just spent like $15. Um, okay. And that's every morning, five days a week for four weeks a month for 52 weeks a year. So we didn't, when we were talking about last week with the salaries, we talked about, you know, the cost of getting to and from work. We didn't even think about the things that like get you through the day. Like if he got off that routine and didn't have his pack of smokes, his two energy drinks. Yeah, and, I mean, cigarettes you know, are crazy. It's $10 a pack. Well, not to mention all the health risks right, and everything the, else that come along with it and the vaping and all that and, other and bullshit. The, and the fact, the, fact, the fact that he gets through a pack a day. Yeah. I mean, I've seen him there every morning. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, that's the thing. And that's why, and, and it's, it's, I hate to say it because that's probably one of the biggest problems with society. And, you know, we saw when they started banning all the vaping stuff, I was like, really? This had to be the tobacco lobby that was responsible for bringing down the vaping market because it was cutting into their bottom line. It's, it's disgusting that we still have these things that are so, um, you know, so detrimental to people's health that is just out there and they're, you know, they're, they're relying on these things as a crutch just to get through the day. I yeah. mean, we all have our vices, Yeah, but I, I these gotta, things are killing people. I got to tell you though, they, they are, but I mean, at the end of the day, I, I do think that everybody has their own decision. I don't think everyone makes educated decision, but they do. They, it's legal. They have yeah. their decision. So You're it's right. like, it, it is what it is. I'm not going to judge anybody on that. I mean, I make, I drink too much bourbon. I'll say it. I, I love bourbon. I want to drink it every night when I get home, making dinner with the kids, having fun with them. I want to have a glass of bourbon. Yeah. I, I don't want to, there's some issues there probably. I shouldn't show them I'm drinking, but I, I like it. I enjoy it. I love trying different bourbons. Just so you know, we're doing a little plug today for something we tried. <laughs> what, oak, do, what do we got? We have Oak and Eden finished whiskey, um, bourbon and spirits. It's it. This stuff is amazing. This it's, was your find, actually. Oh, well, they they're all over Facebook, Zach. They're all over it. They're out of Texas, bottled uh, by by Sanctified Spirits in Louisville, Texas. It's really good. There 45 are bucks. Uh, you know, not to get off topic because we do this all the time. All the time <laughs> but there are some great. I, I mean, oh, the way man. we have information to or access to information, we also have access to phenomenal products. I mean, you have not not just like you can go and get get your butcher box online, get some great steak shipped to you. You can go find the best. I use an I use an app called Flavier. Or Flavier. It's 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 kind of. Uh, to to taste different whiskeys and get a different idea, and you start putting these things together, and 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 you're getting your bourbon and your steaks shipped directly to your house. All you have to do is turn on the oven, turn on the turn on the burner, pour yourself a nice glass, and you're good to go. Oh, but I guarantee you, that sounds so good. <laughs> I guarantee you, some of those ideas started out as side right. Hustles. No, I mean these guys. I mean that that flavor app. Uh, that's not. Uh, I mean I don't know who those guys are. But I mean, that's so so simple. Let's just discuss the different t- the delicious bourbons. 
Give some uh, flavor notes and, and, and everything and else like, like that. Like me, I just started trying this stuff earlier this year, maybe late last year. And it's like, I mean, I'm just, I'm fairly new to the game, but I mean, like those guys, like those apps, those little, um, I Google stuff all the time to see what's good, what's not. That's helpful stuff. I would pay, I would pay for that service. Yeah, you're well, and, and people do, I mean, so, so really getting back into the numbers though, you know, 200 bucks doesn't seem like a whole lot, but we, like we said, if you invest it properly and if you use, well, that's the median, you, I that's mean, the median, yeah. That's, so on average though, if the the average person who spends eleven hours a week on their side hustle, now remember we talked about that forty hour work week last week, and most people are working an extra nine hours for the same pay. But if you take those eleven hours a week and you spend it on your side hustle, the average person is taking home about an extra twelve thousand dollars a year. Now, let's not hide the fact that you can that's then like, you're starting an LLC you're starting you know, that, $50 online that, that's all that, that is that 12,000 that anyway. $12,000 annually can translate to a business that can pay your mortgage that is a mortgage payment right there or you just a, paid for or your a house car payment you know it, it's but it's 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 just disgusting how there's so much of the attitude of we can't get ahead. We are the forgotten generation. We need help. Blah, blah, blah. Our student loan debt. We're drowning in student loan debt. We, you have access to information. You have access to an internet that previous generations did not have the opportunity to master. You can teach the that you know more about uh, social media, advertising, SEO than any sort of CEO sitting in their chair does right now, just for the fact that you grew up with it. That's, That's not too shabby. No, I mean, listen, you that 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 information needs to be leveraged. You need to leverage that information, and and because I think, um, like I just spent fourteen hundred dollars to on bourbon. No, no, more than that on bourbon, but no, not today. But to help me with my digital marketing, sure, a, a service that's going to help me with my digital marketing, um, I and. The, the, my my lack of information from digital marketing becomes from my experience. I don't know social media. I don't know how all this stuff works. I, I just spent. It's a, it's a big company I, I invested with, but I mean that doesn't come. To, if some kid came to me with the idea of like, listen, I, I have this. I need you to manage this. I would pay them yeah, to do that. Absolutely. I, I didn't have that. I couldn't find that person. Yeah. I tried hiring that person, a marketing uh, uh, graduate from Michigan State. I thought that would work well. Sure. They they just didn't. I mean, whatever reason, it didn't work out. Yeah. And listen, they didn't. They didn't. I, I, if I look at that, they would have way better opportunity with me if they just. Yeah. Then when they went, the, whatever way they went, it didn't go the way that they thought it would. Okay. They would have been better, better off managing this for me because I'm paying a ton of money well, for, yeah. for, some, for somebody else to do. Well, that's the thing. You don't, these people, they get into this situation where they're working as a. That person's a bartender now. Well, see, and that's the thing, though. You, if you just went and freelanced and did it yourself, you would make so much more well, money. Saying, you, you, the, and, the millennials, people that have any type of inclination with the social media, if they know how to leverage it, you guys are so much more valuable. They know how to bullshit because I yeah. don't know what I'm talking about. So <laughs> go and tell us because that's the thing. And, and and there is, you know, we are in a small town. And if you went up and down the street, there's about, I'd say there's about 15 businesses up and down Main Street that could utilize these services. Even if you get, you know, three of them to hit and you can make 500 bucks a month off of each business, which is not unrealistic, 500 bucks a month for social media management. And you can do everything probably within, you know, you can do it in the morning on a Saturday while you're drinking your cup of coffee. 
it's that or after easy. you get out of work. You, you know, know there you know there's apps out there where you can schedule the content. I mean, I'm paying somebody to sit up here and do this four or five days a week. And in all honesty, I know they could do it in two days. I know they can do it in two days. But you know, it's it's all about building something, guys. And it, let's just let's just kind of sum it up here. In conclusion, this is low risk, high reward. It's not often we're able to throw out those kind of comments on something like here on Talking Cash. I mean, that doesn't happen all the time. Yes, you might fail, but then you move on to the next one. You'll eventually find something that works for you. There's no reason in today's economy and the access you have to other people via the internet that anyone should be struggling. You just have to be willing to withstand the time it takes to get your side hustle off the ground. It's that initial launch. That's the hardest part, guys. Remember that. This shit doesn't happen overnight, but if you focus and dedicate yourself, you can put yourself in a position of financial gain where you don't have to worry about the next raise or promotion from that nine to five gig. That's what it all boils down to. Don't let other people control your destiny, guys. We're talking about this situation where they're not teaching it in school. They're not telling you how to save your money. They're not telling you where to put your money. We will help you through that. This is very important stuff. And we, we're having fun with it, but this is serious shit. Yeah, it's like, This is really important for your, your... I'm looking at a future generation that won't have access to social security, that is not putting away money, and that is going to be reliant... And we're going to be looking at a, a housing market that is crumbling by the time they get to be the boomer age. I think also we're going to be looking at an environment where your paycheck is, instead of being taxed at 20% or 15%, is going to be taxed at much, much higher. So the money you make from these companies, you're not getting all that because it's going to Uncle Sam. So where's your ca- that's a, that creates a cash flow problem. So the housing market, these things are all real. The, 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 the investment market, these things are all real. They're going to have impact on your life. So how do you control that? I mean, I just can't think of the other, I can't get this out of my mind too. Your boss saying, listen, we, we, we're, it's a low, it's a bad year. It's a bad uh, point in time. We, we don't have 40 hours. We have 35, but we don't have 60 we just cut hours. Your, we just cut your, uh, your, your hours. Yeah. So, I mean, to me, what is a better situation to be in? It's like, listen, I have something else I can fall back on. You know, I have something in place right now. And I'm telling you, the more people, the more you want to put yourself out there and hustle, the more opportunities you want to seek and try to um, leverage for yourself, the better you're going to be. And when you get those bad news, you're going to be like, man, do I really want to stay here? I yeah. Mean, do I really want to do this? So uh, put yourself in a better position. Look at that side hustle. Start looking for opportunities now because they exist and they're out there. They're knocking. They're knocking. They're out there. You hear me knocking? Well, let yeah. me in, son. <laughs> Boom. With that, and, and we are, you know... Everything that we talk about here is to put all these pieces together. The, the, the amount of, I've always, there's so many people who can rattle off baseball statistics or, you know, Hey, I I'm playing fantasy football with the boys. I got, uh, I just had to do my, uh, I had to do my roster for this week. It's like, dude, honestly, those, you're stru- you're, I, you're I got a guy, I know a guy who's like, hey, yeah, I make so out. much money on fantasy football. Okay. Okay. Hats off to you. Uh, but most of us don't. <laughs> well, no, but that's maybe that's his side that's hustle. A side hustle. There's people that's who say hey, if you can become a, a pro at it, but the thing most is, most people don't. Man, don't, find your side, of, find your passion, find what's going to help you, find what's going to take you to the next level. And I mean, maybe that turns into your 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 job. Maybe yeah. that's what turns into your job because in no other situation, in any other point in time in the U.S., have you been able to convert? 
passion into dollar signs. You know what, Zach? It just doesn't happen. doesn't happen. And also, the last episode, we talked about um, like 60 to 80% of the jobs that we know now. You know, haven't been created. The the ones that are our are, are future kids yeah, and generations. Yeah, so that's what the, that's what the yeah. statistic was. It was like a, a large percentage of jobs that we're all going to have in the future don't even exist yet. I mean, that tells you that this side hustle is also maybe an avenue for your future your future profession too. So there's there's many reasons to get into it. Um, I mean, the bottom line though is everybody, we all need more money. We all want more money. Also, we all want to be happy with what we do. The side hustle is no just out. Yeah, it, the side hustle is just providing another avenue important. to get there. So um, don't make excuses. Don't look at the roadblocks. Try to see down the road and work toward that. You're gonna fail. You're gonna hit roadblocks, but man, it creates a few extra bucks a month, you know, a couple hundred dollars, a couple thousand. You are going to be in a better place. Everything we and just talked about. You'll be happier. About, you'll be happier too as a result. Yeah, it will not hurt you. It's I look not gonna for, hurt you. I, I for our podcast. I look forward to this. I, I I'm I'm getting antsy on Sunday. I'm like, all right. I got Phil coming into the studio on Monday. We're going to do the Primo podcast. Ryan's coming in Tuesday. We get to talk cash, and you know Zach comes in on uh, Wednesday, and we're going to do a little uh, Mac attack for the uh, for the football season. And it it just it's. It's so much fun to me, and I know that we're making positive steps towards creating something bigger. And the the, the biggest thing is, what are we going to talk about next? What's on the <laughs> agenda for next some, time? I just want to talk more about money. I, I just love. I money. love talking cash. Um, Don't forget to follow us at We Talking Cash on Twitter. We're putting out some good retweets. We're getting the info out there. And usually, we like to try a new bourbon or whiskey uh, during our our call too. What's, what's our favorite? Right now, favorite is the few, few rye whiskey. That stuff is amazing. I we we are going to eventually make a pilgrimage. I, I'm going to my goal. It's not that far. My goal is to record a show from the few distillery. They, they have a, get they them have a, as a sponsor. I think they have like a here. pub too where you can. Dude, buy I want it. Food. I want it. It's in Evingston, Illinois. They make an amazing rye whiskey. We're giving it, them too much. We're giving uh, them too much promotion. They haven't signed on as a sponsor yet. All right, well, I'm just saying, check them out. Um, the bourbon's fantastic too. I hope you guys are listening because uh, we're coming for you. <laughs> yeah, the, so it means we're buying more of your stuff. But I, you know, I'm looking ahead, and as anybody who's a a saver or a planner, I think there's been a lot of recession talk lately. It's it's yeah. it's happening and it's coming from the higher ups. It's people who don't normally talk recession are talking recession. So I think next time, one, is a recession coming? And two, how do you prepare for it and how do you benefit from it? Because there's some money to be made there, guys. If you're saving your money for a rainy day, a recession is that umbrella that you need to can we do like a poll too? Like I yeah, we can do a Twitter poll. Like what? What do you? What do you? Nobody's think? gonna respond, but I mean, <laughs> we can do a Twitter poll. Maybe I'll just ask some people. I'm gonna figure out like what if 2008 happened again. Maybe it's not that severe that severity, but what are you gonna do to kind of position yourself to capitalize on that? I mean, there's some people that made tons of money in 2008, oh, no doubt. And I talked to this guy. He had a bus. He bought all this old like uh, trucking equipment. Buses, ambulances, and he set up these guys. They're carpenters, they're demo workers, they're manual labor guys. They would go to the sites where um, that uh, that were trashed. People destroyed their houses when they left. Sure, they, yeah. they dropped their mortgage. 
They just they went spray around. painted the walls. Right. They, they just took went off around. all the cabinet handles mm-hmm. and, and they fixed those. They went all over the place and fixed those. The guy made tons of money. He's not working right now. He's yeah. got a boat in Florida. You know, and he, but he's very you happy. better believe it when when the the economic downturn of 2020 shows its ugly face. He pulls the stuff out of the pole bar and he's, he's going to do again. it. He's going to yeah. do it again. I think he actually sold everything up. to his son. His son does it as a full time job. But anyway, that type of mindset, that type of opportunity, that 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 forward thinking. That's what I think what we'll hit on next week. Because guess what, millennials? We're talking to you. If mom and dad see the recession again, if they get hit twice, give you an example. My parents are are in their early 60s. They got hit with the 2008 recession for their, you know, for what they had put away. They got scared. They didn't invest as much. And if if they are at the point where they're going to retire in the next couple of years, if that recession hits again, they're going to be working until they're in their mid seventies. They're going to, they got another 10 years at least. And that's with being, and, and they're responsible. Yeah. And, so and, mom and dad ain't taking care of your ass because a no. lot of people, uh, I'm warning you. There are a lot of people who are leveraged beyond what they can afford. If the money stops rolling in and guess what? It's coming. Yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking too. If that happens again, same situation. How do you put yourself in the uh, position to have access, control of money when banks don't want to lend you money? Or when you know, how do you do that? Or when the lending is beyond? Yeah, they'll give it to you, but it's going to cost you about fifteen percent. Right. <laughs> so, what what are some things you could do to, to best capitalize on that? And I think my to our previous talk about life insurance. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring that up again. Um, the guy's having, always selling. Yeah, the, just the ABC access to money, access to money, and the guarantee that's going to grow, where it's not going to do the same thing in your in your tax deferred account. So, or or, or your tax qualified. So, guys, we're back in your feed next week, as always at We Talking Cash on Twitter. Let us know. Give us some ideas. What are you guys looking for? What is your finance one on one that you need to be directed? Uh, we are not experts. We always say that, but we know what we're we. We know what we're doing, believe it or not. And few, we hear you. We'll talk to you soon, guys. All right. Until next time. Have a good week. Talking cash. <laughs>